I think I could take out maybe 50 to 75 before I got too tired. That's a good, honest number, I'd say. That's endurance right there. Yeah. You're Something, talking about, you, you think you could probably take them out with one solid hit to the to the, to the the brain each. Oh, no. Right? Like, no, I mean, it would be a lot of swinging. Contact. Oh. Yeah, that's a ton of swinging, and that's Lots only swinging. if you make contact on every single one of them. And, like, right. you really can't take out more than one at a Wait, time. Wait, oh, hold on, hold on. So are these four-year-olds coming straight at you? Thanks for joining us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the A Better Way to a podcast, and we are your hosts, Jordan and Andrew. We never say that, by the way. Um, we are here today with a tactical <laughs> girlfriend who we, we are always extremely to. grateful. We try to get there. Yeah, we've never actually done a, a, as you can see. Anyway, we're here with tactical girlfriend who we are super excited to talk to and discuss cool things with. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, how how you how you go about making your content. Do you have any like subjects that are like like uh, go tos for you, or do you just sort of release an idea um, when you have something like like fresh on your mind? Yeah, I mean, usually it's just whatever comes to mind, whatever I think is relevant at the time, whatever I've been like thinking a lot about. Um, you know, if it's a piece of gear that I got recently, then I'll you know review that after running it through its paces and sure just, yeah the flow is pretty um informal i guess there's not really much of a formula to it it makes yeah, so it, it's, 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 it's just cool whatever because... yeah whatever i want <laughs> yeah you don't have things like queued up uh you don't have it like planned out it's just you know whatever you're into at the moment i do have like a repository of like ideas that i eventually want to get to but like even that like sometimes i put that entire repository in the back burner and prioritize something that I'm just like, oh, that's a really good topic. I need to do that now. So I'll do that, you know, before anything else. That's cool. I think uh, having having lists is, is helpful and also detrimental sometimes. Um, I have a list of things that is like a repository and it just serves as a constant source of anxiety for me of things that I haven't gotten to yet. Um, is that similar to, to how you are or do you have like a schedule for when you're going to come out with those things and, and you just do it when you have time? Oh no, it's just like that. Lots of anxiety. Uh, <laughs> just lots of topics Relatable. that I feel like I'll never fully get to the bottom of, but that's like a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's nice not finding the bottom of a topic cause it means you don't know everything. And if you know everything, exactly. then you probably don't, you probably know less than you think you do. Exactly. And I'm always learning. So it's always new content yeah. for and me teaching, too. Which, which is a great way to yeah. learn. Teaching is a it really is. good way to learn. So do you do you kind of a, approach this as a as a, a teaching endeavor, or or has this always been more of a sort of a entertainment or or kind of like um, content driven sort of thing? Um, yeah, this endeavor definitely is primarily teaching oriented. I mean, I do a bit of entertainment for the sake of doing so usually it's just silly and stupid you know intro videos that i do but um the locus of the entire project is to primarily educate raise awareness um make information as accessible as it can be that's awesome um uh, so how'd you get 
started with this? Like how, how does one, one day decide I'm going to make YouTube videos and the focus of that is going to be teaching people how to do cool things? Well, I've been teaching people how to shoot for quite a few years now um, in person. And like, that's been like a personal thing that I've taken on. Um, it's been very frustrating to do. It's been hard. Um, it's teaching people and organizing like informal shooting classes is not easy um, to say the least, but I figured I could reach a much broader audience, even if it's not as in depth um, as like in-person instruction should be. Um, I still want to do the best I can do and reach as many people as I can. And yeah, this is just kind of like the ultimate conclusion of what I've been doing for the last few years anyway. And further, like I've been telling people for years, somebody needs to make like a more friendly firearms channel. Um, somebody needs to release this content on YouTube and like make this stuff more accessible and less like coded and gatekept as it is in, in firearms culture. Um, and everyone's like, yeah, somebody should do that. I'm like, yeah, someone should do that. <laughs> I wish yeah, someone, someone would. I really, 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 really wish <laughs> someone would do this thing. And Anyone. Yeah. And like, everyone's like, yeah, cool. But I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, no one's doing it. So I'm just going <laughs> to do it. It's, I really did not want to do this. I truly did not want to make a YouTube channel. I never wanted to do this, but like, I felt that it was like necessary. And the fact that no one was yeah. doing it at this point, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm, I'm just going to take it up. I feel like when you start that way, when you when you start because it's something that you feel like you need to do rather than something you want to do, you have um, like a clear mission as to what you want to accomplish. And oh, totally, yeah. It's it seems like that was because you definitely fill a niche, and I know just based on looking at the amount of people who watch your stuff that people really find use for the things that you're talking about. And also, I think you know, like what you said. Um, more the community aspect of it, having a friendly face in the firearm community and having somebody that people can identify with has been something that uh, a lot of people have struggled to find. Um, I mean, for, you know, people talk about gun culture, 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. It's we're we're in this time now where where it's much easier than it was 10 years ago for somebody who wasn't a straight white conservative man to find somebody to receive material. Yeah, from. hell yeah. Right. And really like cool. the dem demographics have shifted dramatically, especially like since the pandemic. Um, we've had record numbers of farm sales and we've seen the demographics shift in those stats. And like it's fairly significant, like a lot of women, a lot of people of color, a lot of queer folks are all arming up. So like where's the culture yeah. around that? Where is like the foundation yeah, yeah. for those communities and like their sources of information. Um, Cause like I do have like an ironclad stomach for, you know, firearms culture. I can listen to like the worst people in the world and just yeah. be like, okay, <laughs> well, sometimes. let me just comb through all the information here and glean what's useful and then like divorce it from that context and repackage it to be something useful to folks who otherwise are less yeah. apt to want to listen to people like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you, you're on, you're doing this on YouTube and Instagram, but you got to imagine that some of these new gun owners are not like online people. Right. Right. Is it, it is, do you have any sort of like uh approach to, to, oh, sorry, my dog. 
Millie. Millie's the cutest dog ever, but apparently she's an asshole. Oh. <laughs> no, she's just barking at traffic. She's just old and crotchety. She's actually my youngest dog. Millie is your youngest dog, isn't she like 13? She is. No. No, that's that's Minnie. I have Minnie and Millie. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. So as you were. Unless she's barking, then I can take over. Um, just sort of wondering if you have any sort of idea how to how to get people who are not like terminally online in involved in this this new uh, uh, more accessible gun community. I mean, I think there's like lots of friendly gun clubs out there. There's all sorts of events. There's shooting competitions. There's all sorts of things that you can plug into locally. Um, if you're not like super online and a nerd, then like you can still have like your your IRL connections, which everybody should have if they can get them, and go shooting with friendly people. Um, and like the way I see, like if we can develop our own unique culture or cultures around firearms, and like that stuff does trickle down, it does permeate and build a foundation for those communities to actually start to get together do you one question that we get all the time and i haven't figured out a, like a great way to answer it is how do people find connections who aren't online people who you know don't have people around them who who think like them and, and are into the same things that they're into because i mean this could be somebody who's just not into guns also or somebody who's into guns who doesn't have any gun people around them um but more importantly you know there's like you said there's a ton of people. There's a huge increase uh, in our marginalized communities and gun owners. You know, there are, there are people who are struggling to find these groups that they can link up with, and a lot of them aren't online yet. Um, what would you say if if you have a better answer than I have, which is nothing, really? Um, <laughs> how would you say to these people is the best way to to find people like them? Like if they can't find people that aren't online, terrifying, exactly. That's such a good question, and like I, <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you that you don't have like an on-point absolutely answer. Absolutely stumped me because I'm like, if you're not online and there's nobody local to you, then like, I don't you're know. You're kind of stuck. And you're kinda anybody screwed. you meet could be like a real, you know, it could be a real nightmare. Yeah, that's hard. Um, I mean, I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's cool that there are a lot of these like John Brown gun clubs and SRAs starting up yeah, local going out chapters. And right. hands with people. Exactly. Yeah. So like if that happens to be local to you, if you can find a club or some sort of affinity group even. I mean, yeah, the like the thing is like if you're not online and you don't have that kind of like exposure to that side of things in the firearms world, then like you gotta make those connections in person. Yeah, absolutely. Or even not, you know, people that or I hear not online and I think of somebody like living in their basement in like a shipping container who's like, <laughs> no. I refuse to use the interwebs. Totally. But for, for many people who have access to the internet or, and are online, there's just no one local to them. And um, yeah, that that's usually when I point them to a John Brown gun club. And if there isn't one in their state, then it's like, start one up, try to find people, peruse Reddit. You know, it's, it's really tough, but. Yeah, I, uh, exactly. You got to create that community if someone else like. That's what I was saying. Like, I, I, you got to sometimes just do this yourself. I 
made this YouTube channel by myself because no one else is doing it. And like, yeah, if you're looking for something and it's not there, you have to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, man. How, um, so do you, obviously coming into it because you felt that there was a need for it, you probably don't see yourself as this, or maybe you do. Um, <laughs> do, do you see yourself as like, like an icon for people as far as like who people look to, to feel safer in the gun community because they see someone like you who's obviously making strides in like gun culture in education and doing like the ground pounding like doing the doing the legwork um you're obviously releasing educational content but do you think that you doing so is is making people oh fuck i did it again i hear my baby crying upstairs i'm sorry <laughs> um <laughs> do you have to go? this is a rough do, one do guys I, if you're listening i uh it's 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 totally yeah, my fault his, here, his uh his daughter's sick right now oh no i'm sorry yeah she's got uh rsv it sucks but she's uh. super sweet i just want to cuddle her so you, you, RSV's you're trying didn't to even know existed it sounds like you're trying to ask her, you know, does she, does she see herself as as having like a, an important role in this new gun community? Like, yeah, thank you, Andrew. I mean, yeah, I would say that some people would probably call me an icon of some sort or another, but like, I don't know. I don't look at myself that way. I'm just like, this project is anonymous. I'm not like, I mean, anyone can right, do what I'm right. doing, and like, I kind of take my inspiration from. Um, like, I don't know, um, uh, Subcomandante Marcos is, like, an inspirational, an inspirational figure where, like, anyone can be Subcomandante Marcos of the Zapatistas, and, like, sure. so, like, that's part of the way, part of the reason why I'm, like, obscuring my identity beyond, like, OPSEC and, like, me just wanting to have a personal life that isn't, like, dictated by, like, some micro celebrity status online or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like or God I, forbid the death threats that come with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, you know, it's about my own safety. It's not because I'm ashamed of my face or anything. That's right. Couldn't right. be further from the truth, honestly. But like, it's just I personally don't want to make it about like building a cult of personality. Yeah. Um, around this project, I literally just want to be an avatar presenting information and like. It's not about me. It's sure. as, as much as everyone tries to make everything about me, I, I'm like specifically rejecting that. And like, yeah, I just want well, the information cool. to be out there. And like, I want to have fun with it. Like, yeah, like I'm still like showing part of my face. And like, but like, it's not about me. It's not my my name is not attached to the project at all. And I think yeah. that that in and of itself uh, lends a more, kind of like air of authenticity to the project. Where it's like, you know, everybody's like, oh, she's so great. And you're like, no, you know, uh, oh, I, I, anyone can do it. And then that just like makes people like more excited, you know, um, because it's like you're not using it to um, it. I, I haven't seen you do any, in you know, major endorsements. I haven't seen you doing like, um, you know, shadow raid legends ads or, you know, things <laughs> oh, like no. that. I don't write ads. <laughs> Yeah. I hate ads. And I so, don't want to subject anyone to it. Right. And so it's like you, what you're getting is just this this pure it's like there's the aesthetics of the channel, there's the information, there's gear reviews, there's culture and it's like nothing else. And so it's this really right. 
like um, distilled experience. I think that you just don't get even from like big meme lord channels and you know like uh, uh, you know Grantham and and you know all the other dudes. Things Big like Daddy that. Unlimited. It's like the cost yeah. of the gun world. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, fuck you. That's so annoying. And like, I'm like, yeah, you know, sometimes people send me gear to like review and I'm like, I'll, yeah, I mean, if you're going to send me like something to try for free, of course I'm going to do it if I think it's like an interesting yeah. item to talk about. Um, but like, that's like the extent of like how much I sell out on this channel, I guess you could call it. Sure, um, sure. I'm yeah. not here to like be part of Leviathan group. Leviathan group did approach me. Um, and really? oh, of course they did. Oh yeah. They don't, they don't have, Twice. they don't have, you know, they don't have like a, like a moral center. They don't have like, God, a, no. you know, uh, uh, a sort of like cultural aesthetic they're going for. It's just literally anybody. That no, can literally bring throw anything things. at the wall and whatever sticks sticks. And like, Guys, and I think you're unintentionally garbage. like minimizing tactical girlfriend here. I'm, I I don't think you're like anybody. Oh, I mean, clearly, like uh, no, no, no. You're, you're an what influence. I what I mean is that is that it's like, <laughs> oh gosh, all right, okay. Way to go, Andrew. Know. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just joshing. Um, no, no, and that, no. But I'm uh, saying I'm saying that it's like you know you, you would expect them to try to like get into this new sort of um, you know uh, more accessible, more inclusive community. Oh yeah. Not because they actually care about that sort of thing, but because it's like oh you know more gun people. This is our this is our one thing that we do, and we don't care. You know. No, they literally don't care. Like as long as you got subscribers and like have a pulse and like have. A decent following then like yeah they're gonna like eventually go after you and be like ooh, how do we monetize your channel and that's like how for... many big daddy unlimited ads can you run on your channel <laughs> and it feels like poison for for everybody but the the largest channels that can that can kind of like weather that that sort of you know attrition it, it really does feel like that kind of thing i mean it's like everybody knows you know yeah once you go down that road and like, I'll be honest, like when they approached me and like gave me numbers and were like, here's the payout. And like, I was like, Ooh, that's really attractive. Like, yeah. I, I, I see why people do it. I get it. But it like does completely go against the grain of like everything that this channel stands for. And like, I, you know, you can call me a sell for a lot of reasons, but like, that's not going to be one of them. And I never want it to be. Well, that would be like a literal sellout and you haven't done Literally. that. So I would definitely not call you one. I, I think that. You're, you're very genuine and every time we, we watch a video i say we because i'm so used to saying we on the instagram but me <laughs> when i when i watch not, a video there's it, not that many people here no no it's just just me um when i watch a video i feel like it's like uh i feel like we're in the room with you it's not like i'm, I'm watching it as part of an audience i feel like you're talking to me and you're telling me how like your your thoughts on on this thing or or like whatever the topic of, of the video is. And um, I don't feel that way when I watch some of the bigger channels. I love to I feel hear like, that. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I'm glad because it is, it is, it's nice to see in the gun tube verse, um, like a, like a genuine, it's like you're a small business, you know, versus like shopping at Amazon. <laughs> oh no, or, I'm a no, small like, business owner. <laughs> don't smash my windows. <laughs> um, it's like because when you were talking about that, the 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 line I kept drawing in my head was like, yeah, it sucks. Like everything's moving to Amazon, everything's on Wal like at Walmart, and 
you're you're seeing these mom and pop shops move out because they can't afford to compete and totally uh, i'm sure you know if that mom and pop shop was approached by walmart or amazon and was like hey we can carry your stuff but just like shill for us every now and then um here's the money you know there are a lot of people who would say yes to that but you know rather than going out of business or something like that but the benefit of youtube is you know while you are technically competing with them you are also still your own brand you know you don't have to pay rent you're not like people people watching you um you don't have to pay rent for youtube is what i mean but uh, right people right. watching you are like their own little um like audience that they can do other things at the same time simultaneously and you benefit from them still so the competition's there, but it's still it's it's cool that you're still um, who you are and doing what you do. Thank you. Yeah, I, was I mean, to finish that one. <laughs> I I don't. It's it like it's kind of weird because like yeah, there's like technically I guess competition, but it's like it doesn't have to be competitive because people can subscribe to as many channels as they want to. They don't have to choose. Exactly. Um, and like economize how they consume media other than time and like. Yeah, the channel's like kind of weird because it is at a very slow boil for like gaining subscriptions. Like it is very slow at this point. And like, I feel like I probably am starting to max out on like my followership. And like, that's okay because like I'm going to reach as many people as I reach. And I just got to accept that. And that's honestly fine. I'm pretty happy with the way the channel has grown. And yeah, I, I run this thing on a shoestring budget. I work a day job. I have my Patreon to help, like, make sure the channel doesn't operate too much of a loss. But, like, yeah, I mean, I sink so much time, energy, and materials into this channel, and I get very little back from it. And that's not to say that, like, I hate what I'm doing. It's just, you know, reality is, like, I have to do what I'm doing because it's a passion project, and it's... You know, yeah, kept on a kept yeah. on a really, really narrow bandwidth of like what my capability is, and I haven't really scaled up from that to being like having a professional studio and like I mean I'm filming this stuff in my bedroom and like I do it all by myself, other than like having a couple people at the range film me while I'm doing theatrics out there. Well, I forget well, which your video. production values are really high, so yeah, I, I was just gonna say though I, <laughs> I don't do know all which... the editing. Nice. Well, it it's awesome, and Thank I you. I remember originally when when you started making the videos, it was the blue and pink background, and then I started seeing. I think I don't know. Do you have access to public land? Is that where you were you were walking yes. around? In one of the. I was like, holy shit! Like we're in a whole different. This is a whole different ball game here, and this has escalated. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm I'm happy with the growth and like the way that that has ramped up too, and I hope to continue doing that. I mean, like at the time like when I first started out I would just like have my partner like film me at the range and like that was that and like now it's like becoming more of a production uh, but it's still like very amateur but I'm still like trying to do my best and keep it as polished as I can and like yeah I put a lot of time like I I spend like god like probably like 20 hours video, video editing every video um, wow. it's, it's a good chunk of my week uh, that I spend multiple days just like with my eyes just like bleeding in front of my computer and my ears oh, oozing out of my ears. <laughs> oh, no. Do you wear blue light glasses? I don't. I should. I keep thinking about that and I haven't, haven't it's a good idea. purchased them. Definitely. If you spend a lot of time in front of the screen. 
I sure this do. Podcast is not sponsored by blue lights sunglasses. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We're always trying to sell out. <laughs> sell for that. We're just doing a bad job of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you do do a lot of shooting on public land, though, right? Um, yes. And you know, I I used to in college. That's why I did the the majority of of my shooting. Um, not the way that you do it, more in the way of you know, go, you know, going out in the desert and having a party and mag dumping into trash. But you know, um, so I, I, you know, I have a real deep uh, connection to the idea of shooting on public land and and that that continued access and and then you know, you know, cleaning up your trash and taking care of it and all that stuff. Um, do you feel like for marginalized folks, uh, they might be better served by looking for, for public land to shoot on, uh, as opposed to, uh, more traditional gun clubs and shooting ranges. Um, you know, because it, I do see a lot of these online leftist, uh, you know, gun communities, they, they tend to group together and have these big, you know, range days out on public land. And I, I think that that just, that's like a super cool mood, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. It's a double. It's a double-edged blade. Like, you go into, a, you know, a managed range of some sort, whether that's like indoor or outdoor. It's owned by some commercial entity, and like, you're at their whim. You're steeped deep into their culture when you enter that, and like, that can be very unappealing for a lot of folks because a lot of folks just don't jive with traditional gun culture uh, for very good reasons. Um, and I mean, myself included, uh, but regardless, like those ranges are also usually like pretty chill. I mean, everyone's like there for the same reason. No one's there to like, um, get into a political debate. I mean, it happens, but like people say some pretty cringe things, but usually you just kind of let it roll yeah. off your shoulders if you're capable of it and just go on about your business and everyone's like, okay, it's a business. We're just here to do our thing. Um, and then you go to like, you know, a, a hole in the woods and you're just like, I don't know, that can be really scary too. Um, there's no one there to protect you uh, yeah, except for yourself point. and anyone that you bring with you. And like, that can be kind of scary. And like, I've seen, I've seen Nazi graffiti at like shooting pits that I've been to. Oh, um, yeah. for, it's that fucking scary. Me. So, I mean, yeah, I think they both kind of come with their downsides but overall like i personally love shooting on public land because i can do whatever i want there is no one there to tell me to not do things and like that's not to say that i'm like gonna just go mag dump into like a barefaced rock wall and catch a bunch of spall from that like obviously you have to be your own ro you got to be very safety minded it's some next level kind of stuff like you really gotta gotta practice some some know how and know how to set up a range, know where to shoot, where not to shoot. Um, it's very tedious and it takes Absolutely. a lot of work. You gotta bring all your targets. Um, that that can be heavy, can be difficult to transport in certain vehicles. There's a whole logistical like mission set that comes with just setting sure, up targets sure. in the woods. So yeah, it's a, it's a big production, but it's I think extremely worthwhile if you are actually serious about shooting. It seems like maybe it's the kind of thing that you might want to do when you have some friends who shoot, too. You absolutely should go with friends. You should never do that alone, ever. Okay. Okay. Well, that's 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 strong advice. I think, I think personally. Yeah. I'm like, no, I, I would never, I don't care how good you are, like, and how 
how aware you are of your surroundings and how capable you are and confident you are like that is scary and dangerous in certain places so yeah be smart be safe as always i think situation definitely dictates and there there are i personally wouldn't want to go shooting in the woods alone because i'd be bored to be honest i mean i i'm a social butterfly i like shooting with my friends and, and things like that and you know having having friends guns to shoot on top of my own is always a good time but um you know you're absolutely right for people I, I forget that public land and, and shooting in the woods for a lot of people is not like it is around here where, you know, I'm a couple hundred yards from a road and you know, a couple miles from a from a grocery store, really. You know, some people are going out to public land where it's like thousands of acres and tens of thousands of acres of public land. And, and doing something like that by yourself is, is a whole different ball game than going out into your yeah. friend's backyard and, and mag dumping into trash, like Andrew said. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we went out into the desert and did it. Okay. Desert's well. a great place for that. That's uh yeah, that's really cool. But do it you, is uh, like a great social activity, 100%. like you said. And like, yeah, who who doesn't want to go shooting with their friends? It's like the best way to do it. Last time I went shooting, we don't have any public land in Connecticut, unfortunately, that we can really shoot on. That I know of. If somebody listening to this is from Connecticut and knows something that I don't, please let me know. But um last time I went shooting at a park, um, in another state i don't i don't want to say which one but it was legal i just don't want to say which one because i don't know uh if my friends want to give it away so but we might try to meet you there um no no no. it's you know opsec and stuff like that but i'm gonna go we were there go, for like eight hours and go i would jordan never go what are you saying sh- at the shooting range what i'm gonna go ambush jordan at the shooting range <laughs> <laughs> that would be a horrible idea they're uh we were there for like eight hours and I would never go to the range by myself for eight hours because it was like a social thing. We were hanging out and shooting and we were like hanging out with each other and training. And it was not like, you know, going to the range where, especially some of these static indoor ranges where you just go, you know, the, the biggest, uh, change of pace that you can get is being able to shoot at those, um, battleship targets, you know, every now and then, but, or the zombies, if you really want excitement, but, um, (laughs) You know, I get bored quickly at ranges like that. And when you bring friends and you go to a place that you kind of have free reign over, as long as you're being respectful and safe, um, it is it is a whole different ball game. And if I lived closer to that, I would do it way more often. But unfortunately, I don't. Absolutely. For people who don't have a, a choice, like they don't have an option going to public land, um, do you have do you have any tips for somebody who's maybe? local range is a little bit fuddy or even more so like outwardly political like political like far-right ideology i was super pumped to find out not to find out but it took me like six years of going to my local range to find out that they were like trump fans um because they didn't advertise it and there wasn't yeah like and it was really weird how they had it they had a trump rug behind the counter which i thought was weird because i'm like <laughs> oh, you're walking on us. your dude just for walking but it's like we're walking on it i was like maybe they actually don't like trump and they're specifically walking right. on it. i don't know That's... but it was just weird that there would be a trump rug but anyway like a lot of these people the second they walk into their local range it's trump 2024 stuff it's let's go brandon it's it's just dumb shit that like the majority of gun culture has to put up with. Yeah. Do you have any if tips not for like people? racist jokes about Obama or like oh you know, yeah shit like that? A hundred percent. Do you have any tips for people who have no choice other than to go to ranges like that? Like what kind of things they can do to 
stay safe or to, I mean, even would you suggest striking up a conversation with people like that or is it not even worth it? I mean, you can strike a conversation up with people like that. Just try to dance around the politics and there's no guarantees that you're going to be able to avoid it because people bring it up all the time at places like that. Um, so understand that, but like also it is like good at ranges like that to like still be friendly to the ROs because sometimes if you're nice enough, they will let you do certain things that they normally wouldn't. Um, and that can expand your capabilities at the range. If they like see that you're competent with whatever, they might let you shoot doubles or something like that. You know, um, regardless, that's kind of besides the point. Again, the, the, the overall advice for going to any range, like I said, with public grounds, bring somebody with you. Bring somebody with you to the gun store. Bring somebody with you to the range, um, whether that's managed or not. Um, there's always strength in numbers. People are a lot less likely to be an asshole to you if you are not, a, you know, if you're if you got somebody who's going to be there to also be like, hey, wait a minute, that's actually messed up that you just said that. Um, yeah, you know, there's always strength in numbers. So that's always my advice. If you are less than confident about your comfort at any event or place or locale, bring somebody with you who will have your back. Yeah, bring bring your friends is always a good go to for oh, any yeah. si most situations. Bring not, back up, you know, maybe not a. Yeah, I never go to the range alone. I, why yeah. would I? I it's go, more fun I go that way. Most of the time, uh, nobody's nobody's on my schedule. That makes That's me fair. sad. That's, That's fair. So sad. Well, Andrew, if you didn't live halfway across the country, I would go to the range with you. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. You had to ambush Jordan. That's yes. right. I just jump out, jump out of the bushes like Jordan. It's me. It's me. So love. God, it's so funny. It like reminds me when I was going crazy and had COVID. I was like in isolation, and I was just like, "You can't keep me down for too long. Like I need to like move around and go out and do things." Yeah. And like, I was going nuts. Like when I was in isolation, so like I would go for late night walks alone with my night vision on. <laughs> yeah, as one it's does like why not you know yes. as one does right as one operator does uh no it, that's it's definitely like, not the weirdest thing people like around you had seen that day though because covid was fucking not. wild and yeah or isolation was wild. people were doing crazy shit do you remember in the yeah. beginning when people were like putting plastic bags over their heads and stuff like that <laughs> because we didn't know like i mean and i say we I, I did not put a plastic bag over my head but like there were people who <laughs> were just Try, like trying anything and you know people filling up garbage bags with gasoline because they thought the the world was going to end and so trust me you walking around with night vision is not definitely not, not the, the uh, i'm sure people just like saw it and were like all right like that's cool did you did you run into somebody um well i mean the first okay so this is where this is going because like the first time like i just did it in my neighborhood and then like the second time i literally drove out to the middle of the woods to one of my favorite pits at like sundown and got out and started hiking up and I lo and behold found one of my camera people at the range uh, I was like sneaking up Sick. with like my night vision and I was like who's here at the range I'm gonna like scope him out and see what's <laughs> going on be like a little creep but like it ended up being like one of my camera people I was like that's hilarious so i did ambush one of my people at the range too oh, good. i was hoping i was freaking out a total stranger but unfortunately yeah. i know you yeah yeah no just being a total weirdo but at least i know you that's awesome um 
What? Uh, speaking of which, what night vision do you have? Do you have any tips for people looking to get into that? Because that's yeah. something that yeah. I've never. This is a question for me because I'm I'm looking into night vision. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as you should. Night vision is like the coolest thing ever. Um, it's literally a superpower. Um, and if you're like talking about defense, and you are like galaxy brain about your self-defense where you're like getting ready for like peer-to-peer combat or something like that like i mean once you shoot under night vision you're like okay i got it like anyone who doesn't have this is absolutely screwed (laughs) absolutely dead you don't stand a chance um if you have to fight at night and somebody's got night vision you don't like i'm sorry bye um yeah no night vision is super cool i encourage everybody to get it if they can easily afford it don't break your bank doing it though because real life dictates that like being broke is a lot less cool than night vision um so yeah for sure yeah it's expensive and it's really hard it's not accessible at all um i'm extremely lucky that like i just saved up for a very long time and made the made the purchase so like for people getting into night vision like i'm gonna put out a video for like an intro to night vision and like budget setup Ooh. but like budget setup still runs you about like forty five hundred dollars at least sure, sure. oh um, my god it's not cheap yeah uh, between like the helmets the mounts um all the little stupid accessories that you need to get let alone the night vision itself being the most expensive component like a good pvs 14 which is like a monocular style that's like the most simple bare bones effective and cheap form of night vision that we have right now and yeah i mean it's gonna run you at least probably thirty two hundred dollars brand new um which you should get a new tube don't buy used if you can help it because you don't know how long that thing has been running and they do have a limited lifespan i mean they run for a long time but like you don't want somebody who's just been like running this thing for years and then you're gonna spend thousands of dollars and it's gonna last you for like one year Right, right. Uh, that would really suck don't buy military surplus night no, vision. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Don't buy used. Don't buy anything with a used cathode ray tube. Um, that's the the intensifier, yeah. and you absolutely should like go through a reputable seller. There is a lot out there. Um, you know, don't buy some weird no name intensifier tube. Um, L3 Harris and Elbit are like the only real trusted manufacturers out there everybody else is just like cutting corners and using marketing mumbo jumbo to be like we're just as good but we're also like a thousand dollars cheaper and it's like no you should just save your money and get the right thing um if you can and you know it's okay if you can't afford it just focus on using white lights and knowing how to be really good with it yeah i remember you know speaking of getting the good the good stuff instead of skimping for for something cheaper um i I keep coming across these ads that are they're advertising 3D printed night vision, um, and I don't know what the that's just the housings though, right? Yeah, yeah, but they're I do think they are significantly cheaper, so it's got to yeah. be using different internal components also. Well, no, because I I I price some out and and they you, you get them with either Elbit or L3 Harris tubes, which oh, I don't even know what that okay. means really. I just, <laughs> I just yeah, that's people what people they're tell just, me the two manufacturers who make the tubes and like i don't know the 3d printed thing sounds scary to me i'm like same the housing that's protecting the most expensive part that you've already spent all that money on like the housing doesn't cost that much uh it's like a 500 dollars part in total um you can build your own night vision by the way it's actually really not that hard 
um, you can build a kit together, just get the tube and the housing and put it all together. And um, I mean, if you can nitrogen purge it, you can do that. But there are like some home hacks that get you close enough, I guess. And you might save like a thousand dollars if you do it yourself. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And like the housing isn't, yeah, like I said, the housing is not that expensive. I would never, ever do a 3D printed um, Well, that's what made me think, why, you know, why, how are these, I don't know how well they're doing, but I just, I think of the abuse. The last time I used a, a PVS-14 was, was years ago in the military. And, and I just remember how we treated these things most of the time accidentally, but like, for sure, <laughs> no, no less than, you know, I don't know a dozen times during a weekend you know we'd see people turning you know while they were flipped up on our helmets turning yep. and smacking them into a wall or exactly them cartwheeling down a hill and hitting a tree stomp or you know and it's still working <laughs> but like that that's it says a lot to the quality of the ones uh, that you're buying that are meant for that kind of environment and and if you're relying on something especially at night um to to save your life or to defend your family then i'd want something of like a higher quality then yeah you should definitely not cut corners on that like i don't know maybe the 3d printed housing is great i can't say i've never tried it i sure I haven't nothing torture tested it. it i also haven't torture tested my pvs 14 because it cost me right. so much yeah, money expensive. um but like yeah from what i understand like i mean these things are made for like 18 year old kids to like run around and like get shot at <laughs> while they're yeah. taking a There's tumble into a, a ditch like it's it's exactly. yeah you're you're always gonna hit you're always gonna hit that thing on a doorway at some point and like they can take it they're like they absolutely can take abuse you still want to baby them as much as you can you i mean they're expensive and they are sensitive electronic equipment so be careful with them and yeah i would much rather trust somebody who puts these things together to do that for me in the housing that was actually designed to be put into and be able to take that abuse. Sure. Especially like water tightness and like nitrogen purging. I'm like, I would never trust a 3d print job for that. That's no. kind of scary. Yeah. I, I, just, I forgot they were watertight or they're supposed to be. They have to be. Yeah. That makes sense. I just feel like every time I, I every time I look into this stuff, my, I just, it sends my head spinning and I, I just want somebody who's like, you know, smarter than me to just be like, buy this one. Just this, this, yeah. this, this company right here sells the one that you want. This is how much it is. I think you should buy it. It's like really hard to purchase night vision because you got to be a nerd about it. Like there is no way around it. You just have to educate yourself on it. Yeah. Every and time like I you pick somebody... out a tube and the stats and you got to know what all the stats mean. Yeah. And there's like a million different options. And every time I ask somebody, they're like, you know, okay, well there's like, you know, 50 different ways that you can go and here's the pros and cons. And I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. But like smaller, say less. Yeah. I tell mean, me I guess buy, Dad. if I were to tell you what to buy right now, like it would be a gen three white phosphorus PBS 14. If you're on a budget. Um, and if you can, if you got $10,000 to burn, you can get a dual setup of some sort. Uh, um, but otherwise, yeah, the monocular is like kind of the budget way to go. And that's, what most people do because of it and because yeah. you know not a lot of people can get into like sports car money when it comes to the tactical gear no that's like um, just crazy to think of having that much insane. money on my head right yeah never, right? never like, had ten thousand dollars just sitting in my account ready to buy like no a set no, of dualies would, yeah definitely don't put that on your credit card either because i'm thinking like oh that would definitely be a credit card purchase for me <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah. that's not yeah. a bit, not a good idea and then once the interest hits you it's you know 
yeah, I'd find some way to justify it and, and regret it for the next five <laughs> years or something like that. But yeah, that's that's now they have these these MVGs that are what uh, I, I don't know what they're called, but the they're like they're f- four. It's two two sets. Panos. But each, oh, pan, panos. Yeah, yeah. The panoramic yeah. MVGs that are just they're like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, as right seen the, in Catherine right Bigelow's hit film. Well, now they have like the the, the multicolor um, layering of intensifiers, where you can actually get like some color definition. Oh boy! It's not like perfect. It's That's like insane. three colors generally, but like it is kind of crazy once you get from like monochrome upgraded to like the eighty thousand dollars set of night vision yeah. that's panos and like you got like color grading and it's like wow okay um, i just can't imagine going from one to two i mean like it sounds so much more practical to have two but then you say ten thousand dollars and it's because one of the biggest things that i the problems that i would run into when we were hiking in the woods with these things is that you have zero depth perception with it because you only right. have one right and I would end up, I'd get yelled at because I'd flip it up and just walk in the dark because at least I had depth <laughs> perception like, in the dark. This. Like I could see just enough to not bust my face on a, on a, on a log or something where if I was closing <laughs> one eye and looking through this thing, I'd miss the things that were three feet in front of me and I'd, I'd just be tripping constantly. That's why yeah, you keep both eyes open. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think. open, but I don't know. I think like dual tubes are great. They're if you can get them, do it. It's like ultimately better. Uh, there are some advantages to having a monocular setup. Um, one of those is like working within mixed lighting is really good because then you got the advantages of the night vision and your natural vision and you can yeah. actually use your natural vision. And the trick is with night vision is to like not blast it to full brightness, like turn that brightness way down. And your night vision, like your natural night vision in your eyes is going to naturally, your pupils are going to dilate more and you're going to be able to see cool. your surroundings with your naked eye a lot better as a result. Like your eye does yeah. the work for you. You don't need like a giant like bright light in your eye because you're going to get like a black <laughs> yeah. spot in your other. <laughs> yeah. And you have zero night vision for when you exactly. flip it up. Exactly. That makes which, sense. Which eye well. do you put the monocular on? Depends how you want to shoot. Um, if you are right side dominant and you are going to be shooting with a laser and or illuminator on your gun, um, you're going to want it on the left side. And okay. that way, if you need to switch to like white light or for whatever reason, you can still aim with your, your open eye, uh, your, your free eye. And if you are aiming passively, it's the opposite. You flip it to your right eye if you are right side dominant. Okay. And then you aim with your, your PVS-14 through your optic. You wait. So, oh, so you put, you kind of position the, that's crazy. It's crazy. So, okay. When you were talking about, you know, just three seconds ago, um, <laughs> when aiming with, with a laser or, yeah, back in time, um, would you you would call that passive aiming because you're not you're not aiming down the sight you're just you're pointing the laser at something and pulling the trigger actually the opposite passive aiming is when you are aiming through your optic and active aiming is when you're using an ir laser okay okay all right, all right. see i got That's that back let me write that down it's a little confusing it's i don't know who made those terms but i always i always connected it in my head i mean i've never heard the ter- the two terms before but i've always thought you know the, the couple times that we've shot with lasers it's it's like a video game it, like if you have the it's, lasers zeroed it's it's literally almost cheating 
it's it is that's what i'm saying that's why i said like you are screwed if you try to fight at night and someone else is going after you with yeah. night vision it's like you're you're done it's your toast it is absolutely you can... cheating you don't need to cheek weld anything <laughs> you literally just like chicken wing the gun. rifle you can, you can like hold the gun over your head i've literally done it i've is held it really the gun over easy? my head it's insane and used the laser free-handed and nailed steel that just, that just seems harder so to easy me, well i've never yeah. done it but it's very easy yeah. It's oh, extremely boy. easy. It's, you, it's literally point and shoot. It's, it's point, point and shoot. And shoot. You, you put the laser on what you want to hit, and you pull the trigger. Yeah. Okay. Right. I believe you. And, like, like IR lasers, like, when you're under night vision, like, IR, anything is extremely bright. I actually just got some IR strobes that you can attach to your helmet, and, like, I was testing those, and, like, they were bright as hell. Like, it was yeah. really, really bright. I'm like, yeah, and, like, it's invisible to the naked eye. So, like, I mean, it's, like, everything that you're seeing – Nobody without night vision can see. Um, it's like pretty spooky, honestly. It's it's wild. It's very can't trippy. You, like, blind someone with an IR laser without them even realizing it. Yes, and that's why the FDA regulates um, IR laser aiming modules. Oh, that's no fun. It's yeah. no fun. It's like yeah, it's such a funny thing. The FDA is 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 the one thing standing in our way of like getting full power IR lasers, basically. Yeah. Uh, on the civilian market, like if you get one that falls off of a truck uh, from the military, then you got the full power. But. Um, oh, so you can have just unscrew it. Unscrew the no little one can sell blue screw. Yeah, you can have it. You're just that civilians are not allowed to purchase them, but like law enforcement, and military can. Which is so funny because. Like, we have AR-15s. Cops have AR-15s. <laughs> right. Wh- I mean, none Why of it makes sense. Yeah, like a there's laser. no logic. Like the laser. Is too deadly. <laughs> that's yeah, where it's... the gun control is going to come from, is the FDA is going to be like, no, <laughs> it's not healthy. Nobody saw that one coming. But be the guy FDA to go to, like... swoops in. No. Be the guy to go to your local legislature and just be like, we need full power IR lasers now. This tyranny (laughs) must end. (laughs) The FDA has to be stopped. I want raw milk and full power lasers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, that's like... um, uh, What's another another weird one? There's, There's... These government agencies put... Dip their hands in business that like you would never uh you would never expect before that's one of them i would never think that yeah. the fda would regulate lasers but um i think it like I, comes from like a medical equipment kind oh, of that makes approach sense. where it's like oh, medical equipment and lasers side, yeah. and like infrared lasers at a certain intensity yeah. are just deemed too dangerous to be around humans because it could blind By somebody who? so yeah fda there you go Probably because some moron Tyranny. looked into it and was like, this thing's not on. Yes. No, literally, yeah. I mean, it's like, that's like, never check, never look directly <laughs> into an IR laser module because you don't know if it's working or not unless you have night vision. Yeah. Or you, you can totally blind yourself enough. and not even know it. What about thermals, yeah. though? Because that's, I feel like that's the same, like, price range, but it's just a whole different, like... It's like a whole other set of information for me to not digest properly. Yes. It's like another extremely expensive but like very powerful technology. Um it's I would I would almost argue it might be next level beyond night vision. I mean, I think they're both extremely important, equally so, but like thermal is like some very next level stuff where it's like, "Oh my god, you can like literally see people through walls." It's insane. Do you get the distance with thermal that you do with night vision? 
Uh, I mean, it depends. It totally depends on your surroundings. Um, you can get some pretty surprising results through thermal where you can see somebody very far away. Same with like night vision though. Like right. I've done this test where I'm like, Hey, like somebody go smoke a cigarette, like 200 yards over there. And it's like, you can see somebody smoking a cigarette from a mile away with night vision. Dang, literally. That's wild. Um, it's very bright. Like any fire, um, any heat that, that emanates a lot of infrared. So with okay. thermal, it's like kind of a similar thing where you can see pretty far as long as there's like a decent heat signature and it will stand yeah. out especially like if you're like at night and everything else is cold around everybody you can see individuals very far away yeah that makes okay. sense one thing i remember being super cool with night vision was being able to look up at the stars and seeing stars that you can't see with your naked eye because of the infrared Yes, that's literally like the coolest thing about night vision. Like, yeah, shooting guns under night vision is like really cool and everything and like very powerful. But like my favorite part about night vision is literally just looking up and looking at all the stars and like seeing the Milky Way, seeing satellites going across the sky. I mean, it is very hard to describe unless you've actually seen it. It is even videos online, like do not do it justice at all. It's like in person. It is breathtaking and it's like honestly i can wax poetic all day about this but it is like one of the most <laughs> beautiful things i've ever seen in my life and i do it all the time you're making me want to go out and buy yeah. some now yeah you should yeah, that's, that's like i'm like saying. if you like stargazing <laughs> literally some, that's the only excuse you need buy night vision um, that's, buy what, night that's vision. how i'm gonna sell it to my wife like, you should like listen this isn't this isn't some crazy tactical <laughs> so stuff. date literally night. it's for yeah, yeah it's literally yeah, it's a no date literally night. i've done Isn't so hers. many date nights like that where i'm like hey like let's go look at the stars and it's really cute do you have two or do you pass the one back and forth i just have one um so i just kind of <laughs> sit there in the dark and, and put it on their head and and be like okay look through this and get them all rigged Aww. up i almost feel like that's more romantic it's very romantic i think like that's, yeah man this is this should be like 100 ideas for a date night. This is 101, the thing that I don't want to share with dating you. Dating advice. If, that's right. Yes, <laughs> that's the new yes. show. <laughs> it's my new show. That's awesome. <laughs> Tactical date ideas. <laughs> God, it's so cringe. Yes. Dude, if somebody, that's, I, I mean, honestly, if if I went on a date with somebody and that was the idea they whipped out, I'd be like, I'm, I'm done. Married. Oh, done. same. Right. Yeah, up. yeah. Put a ring on it. Yeah, think about it. If you made a recreational <laughs> night vision monocular that wasn't tactical like basic bitches would be all over this shit they'd be be like pumpkin spice and stargazing at night with my boo right put your uggs on get out there look at the stars night vision (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's how we get them god there's so much you could do with this we just need it there's an untapped market yeah seriously really yeah. <laughs> I, I'm literally I'm spiraling right now. I'm thinking like we, we need a way to market this. That's why they're so expensive. Right. We're marketing it wrong. And right. if we marketed it properly and a big company took it on, then we could mass produce night vision and for like thirty dollars right. everyone would own night vision. But then you're, you wouldn't you're in have charge an advantage. I have so much going on right now, man. I, there's no done. way. I'm gonna I'm gonna let lend that one to you. Okay. Well but I'm stumped. Um, <laughs> anyway, we've we've uh, we've bled that topic dry. I feel like I'm thinking like, who knew that night vision was going to be the thing that we talked for 45 minutes about? Yeah, it's because it's like the coolest thing ever. It is. It is really. 
Hey there, everybody. We hope you're enjoying the episode. If you do like what we're about and want to support us, our Patreon is a fantastic way to do so. It allows us to improve the podcast in many ways and helps fund our alcoholic coffee beverage stash to assist on those late night recording sessions. Now you may be thinking, this podcast has me absolutely smitten and I would love nothing more than to throw money at you, but what's in it for me? Well, I'm glad you asked. When you become a patron, you automatically get access to an exclusive collection of clips from the podcast not heard anywhere else. On top of that, we have a wide range of tiers available that will get you merch, discount codes, and even free gear delivered to you monthly. For any patrons currently listening to this, we are super thankful for your support and for keeping the dream alive that one day I will be able to meet Andrew and make sweet, sweet podcast magic with him in person. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash abetterway2a in the episode notes for the podcast or on the link in our Instagram bio. All right, now that's all for that. Back to the show. Speaking of smooth transitions, um, back to the topic of inclusivity and in gun community. Do you think fostering inclusiveness in the gun community is more about what you do or more about what you don't do? It's absolutely what you do. Um, it's an active role. And like, I'm so low to like use the words like gun community because like community is like the most abused word of like the last few years that I can think of. Um, to me, community is like people that you'd know and trust your life with and like anyone else is just like an acquaintance and like, or a stranger at that. Like, yeah, I mean, yes, like there's like the LGBTQ community. Like, I hate that. It's, there is no community. I don't know most of these people. We have nothing in common. Um, when I think community, I think like people that I actively do things like people who like would have me babysit their kids and like I would they would help me you know do some home repairs or whatever like people who like really got my back um so like when I say that I say that because creating community is like an intention and it is something that is an active thing you need to continually do assess and improve um it's not just a lazy oh I'm a person who has this identity and therefore other people share that with me and we are a community. No, you're not. You're absolutely not. Like you are, if you're going to create a more friendly community, then you need to create that space. And that's like divorced from the context of what gun communities, quote unquote, is currently known as. Um, You have to create your own firearm community. Um, That can be your own little local ecosystem. That could be your gun club. That could be your affinity group that you go to the range with. That's community. Um, And yeah, yeah, so creating that needs to go with intention and it needs to be a team effort. It can't just be like one person directing everybody. It needs to, everybody needs to to be participating to create that community. I think that's really important. That's, that is something that and even if you're making a, like a small ecosystem, like you were saying, that small ecosystem then ripples outward exactly. um, with the actions that you're taking. And, and, you know, I think a really good example of that is uh, we have a local gun rights organization in the state and I'm not going to, I'm not bashing them, but I don't want to say their name because I don't want it to sound like I am. They do a ton of great work for, for Connecticut residents. Um, but I found going to one of their meetings that a lot of the people who were there were not really people that I would feel comfortable having, having certain conversations with that I have with my close friends. Like I, I wouldn't be talking about, you know, the, how, how we need to be reaching more black women, uh, 
to teach mm. proper firearm skills because there's a, a, a surge in black women in the gun yes. community. Yeah. Um, but they don't have anywhere to learn from. And because there, there are a lot of people in these groups, these, these like, uh, generationally, what's the word I'm looking for? These old groups of people with old people yeah. and old ideas. Yeah. <laughs> right. Generationally um, challenged. Yeah, yeah, and and they're they're they do a lot of great stuff, but they're not really good at being proactive and and being uh, approachable and accessible to people. They just don't see the world through that lens, them. you know. Exactly, for sure. And, and you know, perfect example is like it was. I don't know. It was probably like a couple of weeks after the bump stock ban. I went to a meeting, and this dude had a had a denim vest on. He was a Vietnam vet because on the top of the vest it said Vietnam vet. And then right underneath it, it said Trump 2020. And I was like, dude, how are you going to wear that to a gun rights meeting? The dude just banned bump stocks. Like the, the cognitive dissonance is wild. And so that's why. That you dude's know, 40 chess. Yeah. Exactly. Truly. Maybe he's um, onto something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I well, maybe we want to bump all. I'm a sheep, so I don't. I don't see the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they're cringe, and it's bad for the fire well, community. No, yeah, seriously, right. I, exactly. I had arguments with <laughs> people us. that were. That was, it was like to that to that effect where it was like overnight they were just like, well, I don't care about bump stocks. You know, as long as we get silencers, I'm like, he wants to ban silencers he too. He literally and, wants to. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then the same guy was like, well, you don't need a silencer for your gun. Yes, you do. Every gun should come with one. Every gun should come with a suppressor. Yeah, 100%. absent the question of need, like why do I even have to justify a need for it? Right. It's like it is a question of of not of like practicality or like who this applies to, but principle of like, hey, wait, this guy is like anti-gun because he's literally telling people who own guns to not do certain things with the guns with things that have traditionally been available. Like it's really simple. It just really yeah. betrayed that these Trump is anti-gun. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Like who He's more anti-gun than Biden. That? Yeah. He was more Biden anti-gun ha- than Obama. Obama yeah, passed exactly. less anti-gun exactly. measures than Trump did. I'm like, Obama- I'm sorry. Any of the Trumpers who are critical of Obama need to be as critical of Trump for that reason. Yeah. And like I don't care about either of these politicians. I dislike them both equally and thoroughly. But like Let's no, but be real. I, let's be yeah, real. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you need to apply the same logic. We're on the logic. same page on this one. 100%. Obama I just, actually I hate like the partisan and, politics. It's so gross. Agreed. Oh yeah. Agreed. Obama and actually passed wars. a law, not or a bill. It wasn't this wasn't for this purpose, but I believe that one of the side effects of it was that you can now carry in federal parks. Yeah, it was a, you something about to, credit card. Right. It was some, yeah. some sort of credit yeah, card and, reform act and they and they stuck it in there at the last minute. The Republicans did and Obama was like, "So, Right. Sure. Go for it. That's the funny thing. Like Trump is the only president out of the last three presidents to actually enact gun control. Yet somehow he is still the pro-gun president. (laughs) Somehow there's still like 1911, like really shitty 1911s out there with like his name engraved on it. I'm just like, oh my God, what are you doing? What are you doing? He is an anti-gun president. He's the most anti-gun president we've had in the last decade or two. Like what the hell? Literally, quote, like if if you want to say Bush, you know, you know Bush two thousand on it. I don't know, like so, I don't know. <laughs> but back to your heyday. Like, Obama and Biden have been better for the gun industry than Trump ever was. So if right. anything, because more people buy guns under Democrat 
presidents because they think For that sure. people are constantly coming. I honestly think that it's it's like a long con that we're being it lied is. to. Conservatives totally. actually want to ban guns, but yeah, because <laughs> I wouldn't we, doubt it. And we actually Democrats are actually trying to save the gun community, but they can't say it outwardly because you know that's watch that be the conspiracy theory that that ends up being declassified like sixty years from now. Yeah, yeah it's all a psyop. There aren't parties. <laughs> I do Biden's like in truly, the NRA's pocket. I do like truly respect people who like. I don't see eye to eye with politically who are at least consistent with the uh, beliefs that like yeah. we should be able to use firearms unfettered um, and like are critical of that when it comes up. I'm like, thank you for at least being real and like admitting that like all these asshole politicians are all the same and like do want to like take these things away from us. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I respect that. But like there's so many people where I'm just like, how did you get here? And yeah, I mean, there are like a lot of like more of like the FUD conservatives who are like, oh, all you do need is a shotgun. Like they're literally Joe Biden. They're literally Joe Biden. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> but, if, but when Joe Biden says it, they get mad. They're like, no, you can't do yeah. that. But we also think the same thing. And like, I don't care if suppressors get banned by Daddy Trump. Like, I do. I personally do. I really hate that there's ever any talk yeah. of banning things like suppressors. I just got one. Um, it's and I want to keep using it. Yeah, absolutely. I spent a thousand dollars and waited like five hundred days for it. Like, please don't take it. Please That's don't take crazy. that away. Yeah, that that is. Uh, I I don't know. It, it it blows my mind because I I have a family member who's like that who's who voted for Trump wants to vote for Trump again and he's like but you don't I don't know why you have an AR fifteen like that's he doesn't own guns at all like just to be clear but he's one hundred percent like a Trump fan. And he's like, I don't know why you need an AR-15. Like, that's not even, that's not even, you shouldn't, like, that normal people shouldn't have that. I'm like, what, what? Normal people? What about small government? Like, are you not, are you not on board with? Like, what else about this are you not what, on board what with? What do because, normal people have? What, 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 what yeah. are normal people? Yeah. I'm not yeah, normal. Yeah, you're not no. making a good yeah. argument for me. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I'm not normal people. So Somebody I'm who sits on the couch and, and yells at the TV while Fox News <laughs> is on, Fox like News. they're in the room with them, is <laughs> not a normal person. But yeah. Uh, yeah. here we are. Yeah, right. I just, yeah, the, the inconsistency of the rhetoric and like the partisan politics and like the concessions made for somebody on one aisle and not for the other. It's just like, it's right. such a tell. It is such a tell. People are such sellouts yeah. and absolute yep. simps for certain politicians for oh, no yeah. good reason uh, that I Which, like, see. I don't think we had that before. We didn't have that before Bush. I, I don't think Bush yeah, was a, not had quite, like fans yeah. either, but I, I think yeah. it started with Obama, but not as bad as with Trump. Like, cause Obama I had a that, Twitter and I think that was, took it off, but yeah, I think that like a lot of it is just really indicative of like a political shift in this country. Yeah, in the yeah, last fifteen sure. years or so, where like things are polarized. We are we are experiencing more political polarization in this country than we probably ever have had in the last century. Yeah, um, at least. And I mean, yeah, we we all know it, and it's becoming like pretty clear and tan, you know, tangible, and. You're going to see all sorts of weird, funny little things that people say. <laughs> you're just like, oh, you yeah. you literally just are saying this because they're on your side and therefore yeah. like they can yep. be a hypocrite. It's never about consistency. It's never about principle. It's just about I want my side to win and I don't care how. 
Well, there's such an air of celebrity yes. around politicians now that I don't remember. It's when so it, weird. Well, that's not true. I do remember a little bit of it when I was when I was in elementary school. Um, there was. I remember feeling weird about the way that kids that I was in, you know, I was in like, um, this was like third, fourth grade, something like that. I, I don't remember exactly when it was, but some uh, there was some election coming up when I was in elementary school. I think, um, God, was Clinton up for re-election? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But I remember that the way that people talked about politicians was strange because you know, none of us, we were in elementary school and we didn't know anything. It was like, people were like, well, my dad said that, you know, Bill Clinton is, uh, is going to save this country. I was like, well, my dad said that, uh, George Bush is a liar and a crook. You know, (laughs) it's like, well, you know, it's like, well, I don't, you know, know anything about these people. You know, I, I just have these little pamphlets that they like handed us. Um, and I just thought it was so strange um, that people would take these positions without knowing anything about these people. And I guess maybe that was sort of like a, a canary, right? Like, uh, right. you know, because now now that's what grownups do. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's I talk to people and they, they have these strong positions about politicians based on their perceptions of them, but they don't know who these people are. They don't know what they they don't even know what they say when they go to work. You know, they don't know what these politicians are writing in bills. It's literally just, they have like sound bites from the news and they're like, that's, that's who I love. That's my team. Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah, we were raised in that where it was like, well, my, my mom and dad voted for this person, so they must be good. And you're supporting the other side. So you must be bad and your parents are bad. And like, and I think there is something to that where it like has like absolutely like uh, emotionally stunted, the millennial generation and like politically like that has like continued into adulthood and like now we have enabled and exacerbated by social media and like twitter especially i mean like trump is like the twitter president and now with elon musk uh owning oh twitter i'm like who knows what's gonna happen now this is gonna I be a man. fun ride I'm not an accelerationist have... but i just at this point i just oh. want to like watch the cat push the vase off the table I'm like not yeah. technically not an accelerationist, but I am like accepting of accelerationism uh, because I don't have a choice. <laughs> like yeah. things are accelerating. So yeah. Are you? I, a, just, uh, I don't want. I don't like people that try to make it happen sooner. No, um, I mean know. obviously. No, of course not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want. No, just pull the bandaid off collapse, slowly. But no, of course not. You know, yeah, I do like kind of see the writing on the wall. Yeah. Do you. Do you, this is like now we're going down the rabbit hole, but are you a let's do are, it, let's go. are you a doomer or do you think things are going to get better? Oh yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a doomer for sure. Yeah, I don't. I really wish like I I really wish I wasn't, but I like I just like you said, the writing on the wall is there. You look at like historically, just the things totally. that we're looking at right now. I'm waiting for somebody to casually suggest genocide as a solution to some problem that we have. I mean, yeah. there's already people doing that. I, well, I know, but I mean, for a long yeah. Time. yeah, yeah, truly. I knew when I, mean, I said that, like new. it was, yeah, no, I know, but but in the way but that they, but it's like they're trying to sell it like it's not genocide. That's right. what I mean. Of course, yeah. it's like yeah. At some point, we're going to cross the line where somebody's going to be like, "No, we need yeah, to kill." It's fine this to group kill of all people. of them. You know? Exactly. I think like eugenics, honestly, is going to play a very big part of it in the future. It just keeps coming back. It keeps coming it back. It just keeps coming it back. It just keeps coming back. Yeah. And like, you yeah, are, I mean, you've had people 
for I, I remember growing up with people who had the idea that if you made under a certain amount of money, you shouldn't be allowed to have more than one kid. Oh, absolutely. That rhetoric like, is very a, a, old. Yeah. That that's not a new idea. No. And yeah, I don't I don't see any mainstream politician, you know, enforcing or like running on that platform, but that uh that's something that's like it, that's never gone away and Yeah. I don't know. That's that's I, always terrified me. I think like going back to like the doomer thing, I will say that like I have a view of the future and the future is going to be very scary. It's going to be difficult and probably a lot of people are going to die for a lot of different reasons. And that sucks to come to terms with, but like, I truly do think that will probably happen at some point here. Um, what, where that goes, I don't know. I think the possibilities are unlimited. And like, I do think that like, regardless of what ends up happening, there will be room, there will be cracks and there will be spaces where people can eke out truly liberatory projects um, that I think are going to be extremely important and formative for the entire human race in the future if we don't just completely nuke ourselves into oblivion. Um, yeah, yeah, that's I, a Yeah, caveat. I mean, like, it's short of, like, ending life on this planet, like, it will continue, and there will be opportunities for good things to happen. And I am very hopeful that these create that whatever horrors await us in the future do ultimately transpire to create great things for us as a people. Yeah. So there's that, that kind of duality of it for you. Totally. Yeah. I, I'm like, I, I'm dangerously optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> dangerously optimistic. My optimism is a threat. Yes. <laughs> I, I, and I'm of two minds because I, I can't really argue with you guys when you say like the writing's on the wall, the signs are there, the risk is there. Uh, that is the direction I think that we're heading, but I, I still sort of stay optimistic that I, I, I think that the, the, the human spirit can overcome and, you know, we, we don't, we're not necessarily doomed, I think, to, to fracture and, and start fighting and killing each other. And maybe that's just because I, you know, it would drive me fucking insane to think about that happening. Um, cause this is, all, this is all as a, as a new dad, this is all very real to me, you know, the, yeah. the idea of, of having to like take care of a family in a, in a, in a broken failed state, you know, for real, it's but, huge, you know, so, so I, I try to stay optimistic, but, but I, I also, there's a, there's a realism, uh, to my thought process where it's like, you know, it could happen and you do need to be prepared. Yeah. And I like, you know, the best thing that we can do is worry about the things we can control. Don't worry about the things you can't control because you will go crazy. Um, but like, find the people that you care about and love. Work with them to create a better future and protect them. Um, you know, That's look really after it. each other. That's all we can do. And we should keep doing that and really focus our efforts, especially when it counts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because I, I feel like that's where you can have the most personal effect, you know? Exactly. And that's why, and again, going quick. back... To, oh, sorry. No, 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 you're good. Oh, I was just saying, like, that goes back to my idea about community. It's, like, not some random people that you're, like, friends with on Facebook or, like, people you share an identity with. It's, like, literally the people that have your back and you have their back. And, like, you got to create yeah. that. And, like, that's the way forward in the yeah. future, too. And I think that's that's a... Uh, um. I think people have this black and white mentality and it's just normal for us as humans to think that either things are going to be like the walking dead or things are going to be uh, like a utopia. And I don't think neither one, of, I don't think either one of those is true. Um, I agree. 
and I think doing things like building a community and, and talking to your friends and, and finding out what the people close to you value and need and are concerned about, um, set you up for success for when things do change and become more difficult, but not impossible. Because I don't know, like you said, aside from us nuking us, nuking each other to death, um, or I don't know, the oceans rising and killing us all and moving us inland, uh, or turning into water world. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I don't it's tough because eventually things are I don't know like people say we're killing the planet well we're not killing the planet we're killing the living things on the planet the planet's going to be here it's right. going to and it's going to recover we just yeah. something yeah. is um, going to learn to survive whether it's yeah. us or you know the next we're the probably. lowest common denominator not yeah. any other anything else I mean you know except for the animals that we've all uh, run off to extinction but I think the cockroaches um, will be fine yeah. yeah, they'll be fine. As long, as, well, you know, maybe if we, uh, maybe we could learn something from them in the meantime. But <laughs> I, um, I, yeah, I, I think that building community and and focusing on your, I don't know how to say this without sounding isolationist because, uh, you know, I, I'm not. But like your community is at different levels. Your community starts in your house, right. and then it goes to you know maybe your maybe your block, and then maybe your town or your your area, um. And I think the closer you are with the people around you, the better things are going to be when things get difficult. Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I'm always harping on that, man. You know, I, I think we, we may have touched on this when we talk about preppers in another episode, but you know, I, I hate this idea of, of preparing for the apocalypse as like holding up in a castle with all this stuff that you're never going to use. Cause someone's going to kill you for it. You know, it's like even, um, God, what is his name? The warrior poet guy. He's, he's real cringy. He's a oh YouTube God. guy, He's so warrior annoying. poet, but but he had uh, a a video that that touched on something that I'm always talking about that I never hear these these right wing gun guys talk about. He's like, you know, if you think that you and your nuclear family are gonna hold down a big compound where you were growing your food and you're growing you're you're taking care of animals and you've got all this like acreage, if you think that you're gonna be pulling security with your wife and your three kids, you're out of your fucking mind. You know, it's it's not going to happen. It's not safe. Um, you know, you need people. You need manpower. You need a you need a community. Right. It's like it's like the Mormon dream is like holding out until the rapture with your family and a compound. You're eating buckets of rice and macaroni and cheese and like whatever that dude on TV <laughs> is always trying to yeah. sell you. And um, I can't even remember his name. That guy was crazy. It's hilarious. That though. sounds like a Saturday night. No, it's a it's a real. I know who you're it's talking a real about. Thing. Emergency I, I, provisions yeah. guy. Yeah, like, he, he was selling you like a subscription to to emergency like buckets of supplies. emergency yeah. supplies, and like would just like take an yeah. e tool out and like eat from a bucket of yeah. rice. Uh, like, it was so it, weird. Buy buy buckets of my gamma irradiated <laughs> mac and cheese. It's always right after like the five hundred club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like it's like yeah, that's such like a terminal. Um, approach to like preparedness where I'm like oh you just want to live for like a few more days yeah it's like you're not gonna like restart civilization like by holding up alone with your family like I'm sorry that's pathetic and like you don't have community you won't have Mm. a society to like build your kids are probably gonna hate you um you're all gonna get dysentery it's not gonna matter like um (laughs) yeah you know like where's your community where's the people who are like the people who like 
repair boots, the people who like cook meals, the people who clean clothes, who build houses, and like all yeah. the things that like a society needs to like continue to work. You, you can't do it all by yourself. You cannot I mean, you, you can... do any of it by yourself. You can't. You will eventually just die. We are evolved to use social mechanisms and teamwork like social darwinism is like such a misunderstood thing like darwinism yeah. if you want to talk darwin like we evolved to be communal creatures like we yeah. only survive because 100%. we could specialize our skills and build society and like survive like yeah, some exactly. of the oldest like neanderthals and like original homo sapiens like there is proof that there were like disabled people who were taken care of by you know, the rest of society, it wasn't like, oh, this person broke a leg, well, they're just going to die and, like, everyone's going to forget about them. It was like, no, these societies absolutely took care of themselves and that was their strength, not their weakness. Have you watched the new, um, the the new Lord of the Rings, the Ring of Power, Rings of Power? Seen a little bit. Not There's a it. community in it that they're like nomads and they move uh, with the seasons and when they, they're, they're like hobbits, they're little people and um, when they move, they have, they, right before they move, they have this like memorial service and they're listing off all the people who have died during their moves. And they're all for like, this person was attacked by bees. This person had a sprained foot and things like that. And they, their rule is that they keep moving, uh, if somebody gets hurt and they don't fall behind and, and wait for the person. And I kept thinking like, way wow. to be a dick like yeah. that's you're this i cannot imagine and i'm sure there are some people out there watching this watching that show who are like yeah yeah they deserve that because they're because they hurt themselves or whatever but i think that's like uh i don't know they were they were these protagonists and i was like this is not a quality that you usually assign to a protagonist yeah you know, no it's, but that it's really was, sad uh, honestly and it's like that's what i'm saying i'm like yeah that's not how we survive like we the that you don't survive by abandoning your weakest you survive by creating powerful support systems that are able to sustain yeah. a society absolutely because somebody who might be weak in one area will be strong in another yeah and like who's to say like people who have any weakness don't have something to offer we, yeah, we all yeah. have weaknesses exactly well, it's about dampening the effects of people's weak weaknesses and amplifying the effects of their strengths. That's, I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Right. So that you know, you you get enough people together that like the things that individuals screw up don't doesn't get them killed, and the things that they're good at, you know, there's there's like synergies. Of course, and like, yeah, I I just like I hate that entire like weird individualistic mindset like i i don't even think it's like individualistic i think it's just like no, 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 just I, misguided. i'm an individualist and yeah it's, i'm it's like i could be so an individualist weird. and still recognize the power numbers and like yes understand that like yeah like some of some of like the most inspirational and like powerful people i know are people with disabilities and like yeah they're not weaker for it they are like more driven and powerful in other ways for it and that's like really really cool actually yeah yeah 100 percent like Listen, I don't know. Just I have, agree I have, with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This is an echo chamber. It's an echo chamber. But like, I mean, honestly, like, I have ADHD. Um, the I would never, <laughs> ever, here. I would never get rid of it. I think it's like a superpower for me. And like, yeah, I like don't feel motivated to do things that are not interesting to me. But like, the flip side of that is that like I am very motivated to do things that are interesting to me. Like starting a whole YouTube channel about guns. Like I, I could not have done 
anything that I'm doing if it wasn't for ADHD. So well, that's cool. thank you, mental illness. You made my life so much better, <laughs> honestly. Wow. I would love to have you as like a little like support person and just in my ear telling me whenever I'm thinking, whenever I'm hard on myself for, for fucking something up, like just, I had like a, like a moment with my wife earlier because I was thinking like, you know, like I'm looking at my child in my arms and I'm like, I have this thought, this like that I'm failing this child because I'm not motivated to make myself a better person, but I don't do anything about it. And I'm like, what? Wow, like that, that, that. Sorry, we just got deep here for a second, but no, okay. I was like, I like, I have, I've, I can't create a habit. Like, I can't create a good habit. I get distracted. I, I like make excuses in my head, things like that. And I'm, I'm constantly getting pissed at myself. Like, I walked away today. I was filling the Keurig machine. Um, we use reusable K cups, by the way. But anyway, uh, I'll get off my oh, high horse devil. now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I walked away while I was filling it and I walked back as it was overflowing into the kitchen and like into the two drawers <laughs> below oh, no. it. It was in our, it was overflowed our drunk, our junk drawer, like of all things, like to, to fill with water and our, <laughs> our kitchen was just, I didn't even know what I was doing. I just walked away from it because I was like, ah, you know, like my brain is going a million miles an hour constantly and just sounds like I have bees in my head all the time. Um, but like I, I know that I am strong at other things. I know I'm good at other things. I know I'm extremely empathetic. I know I'm like, like you said, like you couldn't start the YouTube channel without your ADHD. I feel like as disorganized, like you see the shit behind me. This is incredibly disorganized. It looks organized no, dude, I, that, to an trust extent. Me, that looks organized to me. <laughs> dude, it is. I've got stuff all over the floor, boxes like that, that are opened and, and sprawled all over. But like, I know I could never do this at the speed at which I've, I do it sometimes without ADHD. Right. And like, exactly. You know, some people call it half-assing. I call it multitasking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, I'll, I'll, I'll have my like fingers dipped into 12 different things at once. And I might get, I might only like get 10% ahead in all of them, but that's, I don't know. I'm trying to spin it in a silver lining type way, but I, uh, yeah, for me, it may, it basically just screwed up my, uh, my schooling. It made me really bad at school. That's, <laughs> that's my ADHD experience. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, you know, it's not, I'm not trying to downplay any of the, like the struggles and difficulties with come that come with like anything, um, whether sure, that's sure. like neurodivergence or like a physical disability or whatever, like, but the fact of the matter is like you're handed various attributes in life and like some of them are good. Some of them are not, but like leveraging them to, turn like a negative into a net positive is like there's there's a lot to be said about that and like i think that there's a lot of room for that in my own experience it's been very true um and yeah i i love that like i hyper focus on things that are like super interesting to me um yeah. even though like i can't pay attention to like anything at work which is hard <laughs> it sucks well, it's like how yeah, i make my work, money so, but like, it's work yeah you know What'd you say, but, Andrew, but i think the key is that you need other people to get that leverage you can't right. do it by yourself right yeah and it's like yeah that's what we're, that's what we're all saying yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> pretty much yeah exactly let's find another way to say it let's circle back around yeah let's have like rehash this conversation again <laughs> <laughs> now we got we god we're this is this, we're, we both have adhd and, and this is how this podcast gets you know we had to Pierce on uh, to record um, just pr just recently, and he was like, we didn't talk about any gun stuff. 
I thought this was a gun podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, well, it didn't, I don't know. It didn't flow. No, it was, it didn't, it didn't come naturally. And that was the thing. Like, but then again, all of our, a lot of our questions weren't gun oriented either. So he'll be coming on, uh, he'll be airing before this episode. Um, but, uh, he he's an anti-poacher like he goes to south africa and mm-hmm. trains people to prevent poaching and yeah cool. we just we just had such a natural conversation and he was like we haven't talked about any gun stuff i thought this was like a gun rights podcast <laughs> and i was like we can if you want like, yeah, I just, like that's <laughs> interesting to you but it just didn't come up i don't know honestly really interesting subject yeah yeah, yeah it was super cool it's a lot he was to a really talk about awesome guest um but that's the thing like this we we i i've joked before or like this just ends up being that this podcast is like like 50% gun stuff. I wouldn't even say 50%. It's like 30% gun stuff, like 20% totally. politics and like 50% mental health. It's just turned into. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that anything that is like gun related, related or oriented, like the guns are honestly always like, like they're a significant part of that equation, but like there is so many other things that go into this, like yeah, yeah, your health, yeah. your physical health, your mental health, um, society, culture, um, history. I hate it. I wish it was simple. Physics. I know, right? Physics. Yeah. I want to. But I do love. It, but I love it because we can just <laughs> talk about anything and it's draw it back and relate it somehow. Just want to put holes in paper. Why do I right. do all this other stuff? <laughs> Damn it. I just want to shoot my dog-shaped targets at the range. Oh god! <laughs> Your ATF-sanctioned targets, yeah, yeah. for sure. No. You guys seen that video of the guy who goes to like the range and he's shooting dog targets, and they're like, "Dude, you can't shoot those." Here. And he's like, "Why? You're shooting human targets. Like, I can't shoot dog targets. Like, leave me alone." I mean, that is like a really good point. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, if you're 100%. shooting. I mean, I probably would have a harder time shooting a dog personally. I would but, never shoot a dog yeah. target. I would never shoot like, a dog. I'd be so upset if somebody I'd be made so dog targets. Yeah. Highly strange. It's very funny. I like the guy that uh, he uh, was at one of these FUD ranges with no rapid fire, and he um, he got out some like AR pistol and was like, license and registration, please, and then like unloaded the back <laughs> of the target. <laughs> Jesus. The guy's like, you need to go. Uh, you need to leave right yeah. now. <laughs> That's how you get kicked out. How to get kicked out immediately from your local range. Oh, my God. What about the other guy that was like, I can't even say what he said. He was black, so he could say it, but I can't say it. But he, he was dressed as a well, cop. Well, now you put the word the in my head, buddy. Well, you know what he said, <laughs> but he went to the range, and he was dressed as a cop, and he said it, and he unloaded on the target, and the RSO was like, you need to leave, man. And he's like, oh what? I'm just, I'm just training. I'm just, I'm just, just doing my, my job. job. I'm just doing my job. I was just following yeah. orders. Oh my god. god! There are some really interesting characters out there in the uh, in the interwebs, and and I love them for that. I do. Lo- I do love seeing like people pushing people's buttons, especially when it comes to yeah, like gun 100%. culture. It's so funny. You know what I'm a sucker for, and I hate it because I'm I'm like the target audience of these people. Um, you know those guys, the, the, these people that just go and there's a guy filming with a camera like that nobody sees, and these people are just doing absolutely ridiculous things out in public. Like, uh, I just punched my mic. A candy um, camera. Kinda. Yeah. I guess it's like it's like Zoomer candid camera. Where like guys are going, oh. p- people are going around with like speakers farting next to people, and Wait. just dumb stuff like that, and people are engaging <laughs> their reactions. Like Eric Andre, I guess. Chug- I love Eric Andre. Eric Andre. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but a lot of these kids are like 17 years old and probably super obnoxious. Oh, okay. They're um, probably funnier no. than Eric Andre, honestly. Uh, I love Eric Andre. I, I love him to too, like but like Zimmers are hilarious. This is now the Eric Andre podcast. <laughs> yes, the Eric Andre simp podcast. <laughs> I haven't called, been called Zaddy yet by somebody. Oh my god! What is That's that? Apparently, it's Daddy with a Z. It's just Daddy. But it's with a, a Z. Z. It's like a Zoomer thing. Zaddy. Zaddy. Like, you know, okay. I don't. Well, now I, know, I thought I that was a thing. That, all right, I thought guys, it was make a me seem like I a weirdo. It was like a kind of daddy. No, 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 I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. Damn kids with their letters. I hate it. Man, they're spelling. Anyway, like, yeah, I'm only like thirty something. I feel so old. I know. I feel ancient. Yeah. I just stopped. Ca- ca- I see that. Zoomers, and I instantly just like feel like I need to like check into some old folks' <laughs> home or something. My, I'm just like I am irrelevant. I work yeah. across the street from a yeah. high school and I see these kids cross the street and I'm just, they look like babies and I'm not that old. I'm 32 years old, but like I look at these kids and I'm just like, I maybe it's cause like nineties clothes are in and everything's baggy, but like they yeah. just look so small. These people are small. I'm, I'm <laughs> all right. Maybe they are. I, they're built different. They're built. different. <laughs> it's all the fluoride in the water. That's they're right. small, but dense. I don't know. Small, but dense. What? Small but dense. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. Well, since I... we've. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. What were we gonna say? I was just gonna say, yeah. No, Zimmers are hilarious, but yeah, I, I, I don't actually know what I was gonna say. I'm sorry. Well, I can guarantee you that what I was <laughs> sorry, about to kids. ask is not gonna contribute any more to the podcast than that lack of a comment. Oh no, um... it's a, like literally all my Zimmer friends. I like literally call them babies. They are like absolutely they babies 100% to me. Are. Um, well, now I have to ask because it's totally relevant, but if you had a bat and unlimited waves of little children running at you, oh, God. morally repugnant, deserving of assault children, <laughs> I would say like, uh, like think, think mini Hitlers. Hold on. My wife's coming in. Weird time to walk in. <laughs> Oh, that's my mom. Many Hitlers. Hi, mom. I love you too, mom. Ha, ha Jordan loves his mom. Ha, ha. Hold on, I'll be right back. I have to go hug my mom. Goodbye. All right. um, okay. Tell her, tell her I love her too. Okay. Andrew says he loves you. Take your time, bud. Take your time. <laughs> Yo, I gotta Very tell wholesome. you, I have no fucking clue where this is going the, with the kids and the bats. I've never, I've never. Heard How are you this gonna leave before. us there and just be like, I'm gonna hug my mom now? Like <laughs> what? what? In God's name. <laughs> I'm terrified. Yeah, this is. I feel like this is a question that gets me canceled. This is gonna be yeah, it. Right. <laughs> well, there's no good answers, right? This is set up it, to get me canceled. It must be. I don't know. My mom says hi to everyone. Oh, hi. Hi. Also, bye. Mom, do you want to come on the podcast? <laughs> no, she doesn't. No. She said, what am I going to say? <laughs> just tell her to just be yourself. Tell it like it is. Mom advice. Another time. Okay. We'll we'll pull, not on not on Tactical Girlfriend's podcast. She'll get her own podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll, get, we'll, we'll put both our moms on here and just have them chat. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Amazing. Man, okay, the chaos edition. Jordan, watch this Jordan. be the thing that takes us off. Jordan. Okay. What's this? What's this question that's going to get me canceled anyway, okay. for sure? Yes. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, we could always cut this. Yeah. So if you had like, we'll say like four year olds because they're okay. small. If you had unlimited <laughs> waves of four year olds coming be at pretty you, pretty annoying. Yes. Uh, and a baseball bat. How many do you think you could take out? 
Oh my god. It's a lot tamer than I thought it would be. I mean... What'd you think I was gonna say? I don't know! We're talking like four-year-olds that also don't have baseball bats? Correct. Unarmed. Are they like trying to kill me? They're aggressive. They're aggressive. Okay. I mean, they're not I've... passive for you're not chasing them. Do they do they have a disease in their brain that makes them uh, unstoppably aggressive? Oh, like do they do or they did you just like, like make pain them mad. cues and stuff? Or they would stop. Like, no, regular four, regular four year olds. Regular four year olds. Regular four year olds don't swarm you like that. It's like regular it's like a zombie, but like, like what happened? It's one of those zombie you're things where it's like a fungus in the brain, question. and it's not like actually rotting your flesh yeah. or anything. Mm -hmm. You're not dead. Yeah, okay. Okay, but not zombie four-year-olds. Can Just they be cured if you don't kill them? Oh my god! Because that changes. Andrew, you're ruining the question. Okay, okay I'm sorry. my answer. answer. <laughs> my answer is, um, I think I could take out maybe fifty to seventy-five before I got too tired. That's a good, honest number. I'd say that's endurance right there. Yeah, because <laughs> you're talking about you, you think you could probably take them out with one solid hit to the to the to the brain each. Oh no! Right? Like, no, I mean it would be a lot of swinging. contact. Oh. Yeah, that's a ton of swinging, and that's Lots only if you make contact on every single one of them. And, like, right. you really can't take out more than one at a Wait. time. Wait, oh, hold on, hold on. So are these four-year-olds coming straight at you with, like, no diversions, or will they, like, circle you and wait for their time to attack? I would say randomized. No, not waiting. They're not, like, kung fu movie. <laughs> so they're coming straight style. at you. They're coming straight at you um, in, like, a randomized, dense density pattern so not like one at some, a time it could be like two or three at a time well like maybe i don't know man this is important this Jordan. Is, yeah i guess it, it she said 50 to 75 that's a good answer but like is that one I, at a time i'll modify my answer if like they're if they're swarming me like full on like yeah i mean i might be lucky to take out 10 honestly <laughs> that's still okay. pretty good yeah that's still pretty good you can't i i keep thinking like mashing like right button and just spinning I'm just hoping that I'm going to take out as many as possible, but I don't know if it works. Well, there you go, folks. TGF canceled. Now we know. killer. Or at least Mamer. Mamer. Yep. Well, that was I won't cancel you. I understand the nuance and context in which the question was. There's context, yes, exactly. We're not saying that you're advocating for the genocide of four-year-olds. No, I had no choice. would not Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was no either choice. your life or theirs. <laughs> oh man. Well <laughs> before we go that's, that's that's it. That's it. Um we have to end on that note. <laughs> before we go, uh if you had a piece of advice for anyone, any piece of advice uh that you feel like would be a quality of life tip. Just a yeah, just a small beneficial or in big, some way. I don't know. Anything, what would you? What would that be? Something be that, kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Um, work within your means. Don't beat yourself up just because you hold yourself to a higher standard. This is like something that like I'm telling myself right now because I do this all the time. Um, yeah, be kind to yourself. Be constructive. Don't don't be so hard on yourself if you fail at what you do. Um, see that as a learning opportunity. And grow from it. That's fantastic. That's like Andrew, very generic it? sage advice. They're probably going to put on an inspirational poster or something. No, but, no, but you no, know, like good. that's that, that's advice up. that people need to hear periodically. And 
I need to hear that. I'm very yeah. I'm everyone, very I awesome. need to, I need to hear it for myself. So that's why I said it. One of the things that like really hurts when I hear it, but I need to hear, is like when my wife says, because right now my baby is four months old. She doesn't understand English or anything like that really, but she's like, I don't want her to hear you being mean to yourself. Yeah. Wow. And like that's one of yeah. those things that is like really. That's real. Tough. Yeah, it's real yeah. because like I say things just like nonchalantly, like ah, oh, you're an oh, idiot. Oh, same. I'm a- like oh, just like like oh, like, oh I'm same. a fucking idiot. Same. Oh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. what an idiot I am. Yeah, and it's just and like that's one of those things that you you know negative self talk is huge, and even if so, it's said in like jest, it's not. No, seriously. Like your or brain even not even it. even not even uh, like meant for them to hear. I, I was reading something. I was reading some some op ed about like uh, the way that women talk to themselves, and this is this is specific advice for for women and their daughters, but also the idea of it is is applicable, and I, I think it, it has a lot to do with what you're saying, where she. She was like, I wanted to teach my daughter that she was beautiful no matter what. She was beautiful no matter what, um, inside and out, and I just think the world of her. But then what she would do is she'd go in the in the in the mirror, you know, when she was getting ready or getting dressed, and she'd like, you know, criticize herself in the way that she looked because she was just used to doing that because that's how you know women are like socialized to to view themselves. And she found one day that her daughter was you know, mimicking her standing in the mirror and like pinching her, her sides, and, uh, you know, like God. saying things about herself. And it was like nothing. Yeah. Her, her mother had never said anything like that to her ever, but it's just, that's what she saw. And so that's how she learned to talk to herself. And she learned from that, that her mother, regardless of what she says, does think that beauty and, and, and physical appearance are important. Damn. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's something and that always Oof. stuck with me. And I try to keep that in mind when I talk, you know, with the things that I, that I emphasize about myself, you know, um, because it's, you never know what, what about what you're saying your kids are going to internalize. Right. Yeah. And then like kids like are just there to like, they're very impressionable and like, they're going to like try to impersonate like the adults that they look up to in their lives. And like, if you, I mean, that's like, you know, I mean, it's such a like trite thing, but it's like, yeah, you are their role model. And like, you need yeah. to act accordingly and like you got to be your best self for the sake of other yeah. people, not just yourself. And like, yeah, I mean, kids, especially it's, these are learned traits. Um, and society teaches us some very bad mm-hmm. things, um, that we need to deconstruct to not only save ourselves, but also like the future. Yeah. Hell yeah. So don't beat yourself up guys, especially do not out loud in front Damn. of kids. Be nice. Be nice yeah. to everybody and yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That is a that is a solid piece of sage advice. Even if you think it's generic, it is, it is <laughs> doesn't make it any less good. Okay. Cool. Well, this has been I was a little worried in the beginning there. I was super yeah. awkward. We're we were, we're a little bit uh, in, intimidated, I think. Uh <laughs> oh, geez, no. which is funny cuz <laughs> we're super casual like not I don't know. I maybe I'm easily intimidatable, but I don't think I, don't I am, know. but I've never, I've never, I don't know. I'm always awkward. That's a baseline, but usually I can get through a question without Andrew yelling at me. Or a, <laughs> no, this is super God. chill. This is very chill. Yeah, okay, good, We're I'm just glad. super chatty. It's and gotten it was much easy. better. It's like the it's edibles great. have kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for legal reasons, that was a joke. Correct. Correct. It's 420 somewhere. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's right. It's 450 here. Oh. But. 
anyway. There's the in-between time zones that we don't uh, count, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah, well, I found we yeah, found Jordan. out the hard way that there's a part of the country that does not follow daylight savings or what is there's it? There's a few parts Arizona. that don't. Arizona and Arizona. I think parts of Indiana as well. Yeah, oh, I what lived the there. Hell? And it was so nice. It was so nice. It's so nice. Time. I wish that we, we could shouldn't just have do daylight that savings time all over. Like, it's so miserable. It is terrible. It's literally the worst. And I don't really care which time version we use. Just pick one and, and stick with it. Yeah, stick with it. Yes. Stop messing with our clocks. Get your exactly. tyrannical hands off our clocks. That's right. Get your <laughs> rat claws Free off clocks, clocks. Don't ask for permission. That's right. <laughs> I wonder if we can start a grassroots movement that we're we're just not going to change our clocks. Like you know, when I mean, time people do happens, that. Yeah. It's been <laughs> like, people do that by accident yeah. all the time. <laughs> well, it's like, we are the people, movement. So people say like three o'clock. I'm like, okay, three o'clock, my time. My time. My time. My time. And they're like, no, control, three, three o'clock. And it's like, there's only one three o'clock I recognize. That's right. Pretty soon we're going to get lumped, lumped in with the sovereign citizens. I know. <laughs> I don't recognize yeah, this. Jesus you Christ. know, the four well, o'clock is just a vessel. Are you a real sovereign oh. citizen if you observe daylight savings time? Yeah, I'm a, or time I'm in a, general. I'm a more sovereigner citizen. Yeah. My citizenry is I don't the change most my sovereign. That's right. Time zones are a construct of all of courts Fake. of contract yeah oh i mean time's God. not real so literally <laughs> time is matter. a construct exactly. time is a construct i say that every time i'm late for work yeah honestly I actually just my best, like best response. go to my go-to excuses i'm sorry i'm late it's just who i am as a person yeah it's just never gonna change you no. just have to accept it it's the only way i get enrichment in my life is by being late <laughs> it is yeah. good for me it's part of my self-help program. It makes me feel like I'm in control of my life in some That's right. small awesome. way. Awesome. That's right. I'm choosing I don't show up on to... anyone's time but myself. Exactly. Right. I purpose. arrive precisely when I mean to be. Exactly. Gandalf was right. Yes. <laughs> Gandalf literally just has ADHD and is just making excuses here. <laughs> well, you, you said it was a superpower. so I It's mean, a superpower. You know, exactly. He just 100%. leveraged it to its max. Yep. Yeah. I have not figured out how to do that yet, but. Go we can all become off. wizards if we really try. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm not <laughs> quite. I'm working. On, I'm working on doing the dishes every day, and then <laughs> after that, maybe I'll work on some spells. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, this for the for the sake of you probably having somewhere to be, and uh, I guess. I should go spend time with my wife and child at some point your today. Poor, your poor sick um, child. Yeah. She's so sweet, dude. I love her so much. Oh. Um, I just hate that she's upset, right? She's sick. But um That's hard. anyway. On a positive note, this was fantastic and thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, yeah thank seriously. you for having me. It's been an honor. We had a ton of fun for, for speaking for Andrew. With me and Jordan. <laughs> Love it. No, it was great. This is one of the easiest interviews I've ever had. Oh, I'm really glad. I'm I'm glad it's uh yeah, we, we didn't we didn't hand you any crazy out of the park questions. No, it was very uh, chill. It, it does help that our reading comprehension is at a fourth grade level. So. <laughs> Keep it simple. I mean honestly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, well, yeah, I really appreciate y'all having me on here. It means a lot. Thank you for coming on, and it was. Thank you. Yeah, I think everyone's gonna get a lot out of it. So and great. When you when you hit the leave button, just leave the window open for like just a second uh, until it says it's uploaded. Okay, sounds good. 
Now, All did right. we say goodbye? Or was that a goodbye? Did we say goodbye was before? It, yeah, that, like, did we ever goodbye? Did we do the, the All right, well, goodbye. let me stop recording. <laughs> we'll stop recording now. This is the end of the podcast. Stop listening. There's nothing left. Thank you.